Welcome to the Pure and Simple Podcast, where the real truth is made clear. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bain and Mark Hicks. Welcome to another episode of the Pure and Simple. We're just so grateful to have you here. Um, yes. This, this, uh, we really enjoy talking about the Word of God together. Um, we just uh, the last episode we were talking about um, the topic of can you lose your salvation? Yep. And uh, we we didn't really get to share some of the scriptures we wanted to, so we're going to focus on that now. Just yeah. kind of building up our assurance, the assurance of our salvation, and recognizing that in Christ we are complete we're secure that's right we cannot lose our salvation no fear that's right amen and so uh with that uh i'm gonna ask mark i don't know if you still did you already close that video out i did okay never mind yeah you have to go back and listen to it on the Mm -hmm. the the ending of the last episode Mm -hmm. we shared a video from andrew farley that was talking about uh uh, the sin that was being talked about in the book of hebrews yes and how that was referring to unbelief. That's right. Not your individual acts of sin, but yeah. it talking about unbelief. From chapters 1 all the way to chapter 10. Yes. He's talking about the sin of unbelief. Correct. That's right. So I encourage you to go back and watch that. It'll give you a little bit of context about where we're headed with this. But right now, we're going to start reading um, uh, some scriptures that really, they're faith builders. That's right. They they give you assurance in Christ. And so there's so many. We, we may not hit them all. But I'm going to start off with one. Yeah. And then we can just kind of go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Uh, but First John chapter 5, verse 13. All right, it says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. All right. So what does that word eternal mean, Mark? Uh, you know, just, just a little bit of time, you know, not long. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> eternal means eternal. Forever. There you go. No ending. That's right. Amen. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there should be any argument there. That's right. Um, But in First John chapter 5, he's, he's, he's giving them an assurance that, hey, so that you may know, that's what he wants us to know, that you have eternal life. That's right. And so I want to go ahead and move on to another verse of Scripture. Yes. John chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. And I'm going to read this from the New King James Version. Yes, go ahead. That whoever or whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love that. It, it, it changed it to everlasting. Okay. That's even stronger than eternal, in my opinion. It's everlasting. It doesn't end. So That's it's right. life that doesn't end. That's right. And it's through one thing. What's that, Mark? Belief. Belief. And Believing on the name the of Jesus. the moment you believe. It doesn't Amen. start when you die. That's right. The moment you believe, you That's have right. everlasting life. That's right. And it's not a knowledge belief like, oh, I believe that Jesus is real. No, it's it's actually believing and receiving him at the same time. I'm That's receiving right. Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. That's right. So it's it's a greater belief than just, hey, I believe in this, I believe yeah. in that. It's actually, it's, it's you actually agree with it. That's right. You agree with it. Mm-hmm. And I receive Jesus in my life. And so if you have that assurance, if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have received Christ, don't be afraid. Don't live in fear because mm-hmm. fear is going to slow you down. That's right. Fear is torment. That's right. Isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Fear is just torment. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, every day, can you imagine waking up and, and not knowing if you're saved? That's right. That's what the enemy wants. It's going to keep you from your destiny. It's going to keep you from walking out. If, if, if ministry's in your heart, from, from doing things for God, it's going to keep you from enjoying uh, peace with your family. That's right. Because the way you see God is the way you treat people, right? Yeah, no. If I see God as mean and angry, I'm going to be mean and angry to others. Well, you know, the Bible says, and I think it's in 1 John, he says there's no fear in love. Well, the Bible says God is love. That's right. Woo. Man, put those together and you get an explosion there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Amen. Amen. Um, I got one more here. Uh, in John chapter 5, verse 24. I mean, you really don't need more verses. I think one is enough when you're talking about this. Right. I mean, in context, this is talking about your, your salvation. Mm-hmm. But John chapter 5, verse 24. Listen to this. And, and remember, I'm reading from the CSB. And so if that doesn't line up with the King James that you're reading, it's okay. Okay, we can read different translations. The, as long as the meaning doesn't change, if a word change, it, it, don't let that offend you. King but, Jimmy was good, but it ain't 100% correct. That's right. That's right. Even there's mistakes <laughs> in all translations. That's right. So I recommend using a mixture of different translations when you're studying. That's right. Uh, but I want to tell you real quickly why I used the CSB before I read this, this uh, verse. Um, I made a decision because in my early years uh, as a student of the word, um, I was I would only read King James because that's the way I was taught. Right. And I would read verse by verse by verse. And the old English there was just so confusing to me. Ooh. And I would try to understand it. And it just made it so hard for me. That I would just be reading the Bible without understanding. That's right. And and I would do that same cycle over and over again. And, you know, of course I started to learn how to read the King James uh, English, but but it's not the language we speak today, right? And so um I just really felt in my heart that if I was experiencing that, other people may be experiencing that. Maybe not the not the 20, 30-year-olds that have been in church their whole life, but the, the new believer, maybe the person that's, in, that's not a believer, right. that never reads the Bible. If I, if I minister from King James English, mm-hmm. the King James Version only, then they're probably going to have a hard time understanding what I'm saying. Right. So I actually made this decision not only for myself, but also I wanted to be able to minister in a, sim, uh, a simple way mm-hmm. that's easy to understand. So the CSB is written on a seventh-grade uh, reading level and and it's it's written in more modern English as well and so I made a choice for, for for one of those reasons to make it easier for the listener yeah and the the other reason is that the King James is actually a college level uh, Bible yeah yeah it's if you don't uh, study that correctly you could you could um, misinterpret a lot of words. And that happens all the time. <laughs> it does. People don't put things in context. You got to see the context in order to understand scripture. That's right. And uh, and you gotta you gotta you gotta know Jesus. Right? That's right. Just yeah. stay away from the NIV because it's nearly inspired version. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's there's many many translations out there. I recommend you know it's better to read one of them than none of them. That's right. <laughs> and That's so right. make sure make sure you're reading the word. Um, but um, there's a third reason. I, I actually 
try to use other translations to to irritate the King James only people because <laughs> that really it it really uh, irks me a little bit that uh, people are so uh, they believe that the King James is is basically the word of God and no other interpretation or uh, translator right. has the authority to write the word of God. And so for me, it's just, it's that's founded in yeah. ignorance. And I don't, I don't mean that to offend anybody, right. but that is not what we should be teaching. Well, I, I encourage people to also do a history lesson on King James himself. That might change your opinion a little bit too. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, just going to leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have some ideas of that, but I'm not going to share those right now. Cause I don't, um, uh, I don't want to uh, misquote that. But. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, let me let me dive off into this uh, this scripture here. John yeah. chapter five, verse twenty four. I assure you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life, and will not come under judgment, but has path passed from death to life. Wow, that one is like strong. It's clear. It's my it's, goodness. How can you even word that any better? Yep. It's it's written to give you assurance. That's it right. started right there saying, I, I assure you, anyone who hears my word and believes in him who has sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. And you know, this really awesome about this verse is it was written by John. Mm-hmm. And then look at 1 John 4, 17. Same person. Now, he got a better revelation of it right here in 1 John four seventeen. He said, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Hey, Same person. That's right. <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite verses. Yes. As he is, he, he's saying we need to have boldness in the day of judgment. No fear. We, yeah. We shouldn't, when we come before the Lord, there shouldn't be any fear and trembling. Mm-mm. Okay, a fear and trembling for an unsaved person or or a self righteous person, right. someone that knows they're saved in Christ, they're not going to be trembling. They're going to be crying with tears of joy, mm-hmm. running to the arms of the Father, giving him a big hug and a big kiss for right. all he's done for us. That's what we're going to experience in right. heaven. You're you're not going to be in fear now unless you're deceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived because in Christ you are eternally secure. He's a good father. He loves us. He can't wait to to put his arms around us. That's right. In fact, even now he's putting his arms around he's us. He's in us. He's in us. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, but but he has a physical location too in the That's spirit. Right. He, That's he, right. He's got a kingdom, and one day we'll be in that kingdom. That's right. And we'll have a new body, and we'll be able to run up to him, and give him hugs and give him kisses. But I, right. I guarantee you, we're not going to be the only ones running. I believe he's going to be running to us. That's right. He's he, he's gonna be in tears, mm-hmm. hugging us and kissing us. Just imagine if you were up there. Let's say you were God, and your child was coming home, and you hadn't seen them in a long time, or whatever reason you saw them coming in through the gate. You're gonna run to your child. Amen. You're gonna be in tears. I mean, to all you parents out there, how proud of you when your kids following your steps, you know, and you're successful and you know that they're going to be successful and they do all these amazing things with their life. How proud does that make you feel? Just imagine how proud it's going to make Jesus feel when he sees you and know that you truly received the love of God, the true gospel. Not only that, but you also gave it to other people. That's right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it gets me fired up. Amen. Yeah, this is a good topic. To talk Praise about. God. Do you have any uh, scriptures that you that's on your heart, Mark? I might have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. 
and uh, again, this is the Hebrew. He's written to the Hebrews, and he's trying to convince these guys that, hey, it's all about Jesus. It's what Jesus did. And today we're doing the same thing because, you know, it might not be, uh, you know, religious Pharisees walking around, but we are modern-day Pharisees walking around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's true. So look at uh, Hebrews 9.12. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained momentary redemption. No, not momentary. <laughs> well, see, that's what a lot of people think today. Yeah. But that verse says eternal redemption. That's right. Praise God. This says eternal redemption. And look and look at this. It says, not with the blood of goats and cows. See, that was momentary. That's right. You know, cows are momentary. Their blood is momentary. It dies, it's gone. That's right. But this says, with his own blood, he entered once and for all. How many times? Once and for all. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't understand that. They think, well, you know, I have to confess my sins or I'm going to, you know, if I die with a sin unconfessed, I'll go to hell. No, he said he did this one time for you. One time. Praise God. And it said he obtained eternal redemption when he entered that most holy place. And the cool thing is these bloods of goats and cows, they all died. But Jesus didn't. <laughs> so that's why it's carried out eternal. That's right. Jesus never died. Mm-hmm. He lived. He arose from the grave. He's He carried out. Now let's look at verse 15. It says, and for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant. Everybody say new covenant. New covenant. <laughs> By means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive a promise of eternal inheritance. That's good. Praise God. Man, let me tell you something. If you've got your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've trusted in him and you put your trust in him and what he did for you and not what you do for yourself, this says you have a promise of eternal inheritance. Praise God. That's awesome. That's Ooh. a good word. Praise God. And going back to the blood of uh, bulls and goats, I mean, those that blood could only cover sins. That's right. It couldn't remove sin. That's right. And it was a type and shadow of of uh, the sacrifice that was coming. That's right. When Jesus came, he shed his blood, not to cover our sins, but to remove our Praise sins. God. Amen. You know, what you just said yep. sparked something in my spirit mm-hmm. just now. You know, and when the priest took the the spotless lamb, right, to the priest in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. when, they, when the Jews, excuse me, the Jews took him to the priest to have him sacrificed for their sins to be covered, the Bible says that the priest would inspect that lamb and check it for blemishes. Woo. Let me tell you something. Jesus was your spotless lamb. That's right. And your spotless lamb still living today to carry out that promise. That's right. <laughs> That's true. He don't look at your mistakes. Yep. He looked at Jesus. That's right. See, that spot, you know, those spots and stuff on these calves, these priests would see that and reject them. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was your spotless lamb, and, and God inspected him for you. That's right. Whew, and you get what he has. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I receive that. Praise God. So he, and, and, and. And he didn't stay in the grave. Mm-mm. You know, three days later, he rose. That's right. And to prove that he was the son of God. But he's he's not he's not dead anymore. He's no. alive. That's and he's right. seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's our advocate. That's right. So even if, even if you know, we make mistakes and, mm-hmm. and even when we, we mess up, he's there talking to the Father for us That's right. on our behalf. That's right. And, and God's not going to condemn Jesus again because Jesus paid... He paid for our sin That's once right. for all. That's right. And it's already done. Uh-huh. And he's not coming back down, dying over and over again for our no, sin. That's right. It's already been completed. Mm-hmm. And so we can have full assurance that God is not going to judge his sin, uh, his son again for our sin. That's right. Yeah. You know, if you look at it this way, I know it's kind of simple and elementary style, but it really helps when you kind of see it this way. 
Your past sins were future tense to Jesus. Your present sins were future tense to Jesus. And your future sins are future tense to Jesus. That's right. Your all your sins were covered. <laughs> there's there's no way around it. Everything, removed, I would say yeah, removed. Removed. Oh, excuse me, I said covered. <laughs> yeah. <I? laughs> all your sins were covered or removed removed. And and the Bible says he forgot them. It never beat to remember. That's right. The east is, as far as the east is from the west, he does not remember your sin no more. Praise Ooh, the Lord. This gets me a little fired up and tongue That's right. <laughs> hey, um, I forget the the verse of scripture you're, you're, you're quoting there, but just imagine. I mean, just a mental a mental picture there. As far as the east is from the west, I mean, you can't even fathom that. No, it just keeps going. It just keeps going and keeps going. <laughs> it says, "So far has He removed our transgressions from us. Our sin That's has right. been removed." He, he doesn't even remember our sins. Mm. And so we keep coming back to him praying, oh, God, forgive me for my sin. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake. When he doesn't even remember our sin, we're trying to remind him. That's right. I, I can only imagine God's having to hit the mute, mute button right there <laughs> and wait for you to get back in faith and say, thank you, Jesus, that That's I'm right. already forgiven. That's right. That's what he wants from us. Um, let me tell you, when I saw this, my prayer life changed. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I used to, my prayer life was all about repenting for sin yeah. that I had already been forgiven for over and over and over again because I was living out of my own self-righteousness right. instead of the righteousness that was freely given to me by Jesus. Trying to save yourself. That's right. And so my prayer life was even self-righteous yeah, right. through my acts of repentance. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that on another episode, what yeah. repentance really is. Right. But I was repenting of sin that I've already been forgiven for. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. I'm, I've been forgiven. I've received Jesus. I saw my need for a Savior. I accepted him, but I still feel like I have something else to do. Right. I still need to live holy in order to be holy, right. Father. Uh, Jesus wasn't good enough. That's what my actions were saying. Right. That's what I believe yeah. my actions were saying. And God's sitting there having to tell me, no, son, no, son, you're righteous, the Holy Spirit's reminding me of my righteousness in Christ, not yeah. mine, not my own righteousness that I deserve. That's right. No, but the one that was freely given to me. And with that attitude, it didn't make you want to live more holy. Oh, no, no, no. It made you want to sin worse. That's right. It's what happened. Yeah. I would fail. That's I would right. give up. I, I can tell you this. I grew up in church my whole life, loved God with all my heart. I didn't have knowledge of who I was in Christ, so I, I had a hard Christian walk mm-hmm. in my early years of life. And, and, and it's by the grace of God, I'm still alive today. But let me tell you this. When I got the revelation of who I was in Christ, mm-hmm. I lived more holy by accident than I ever thought about on Amen. purpose. Amen. Amen. But before that, when I was trying to live for God out of my, my own righteousness, out of my ability, I lived horribly That's wrong. Right. It, I would crash and burn. It's like you you watching a movie and you see a car going one hundred fifty thousand you know one hundred fifty miles per hour, and they slam into a, a building or a light pole or something. That's how my Christian walk was because I was trusting in myself so much. I love God with all my heart, and as as I was trying to do that, sin would revive in me because of the law mm-hmm. and break me down. That's right. And I I I looked just like an unbeliever. My life. I was a born again Christian, but if you looked at my life, I looked just like an unbeliever. Yep. And that's exactly what happens. You know, I did the same thing. It's a roller coaster ride. That's right. You know, one day you're up and one day you're down. Uh, you know, I remember saying to myself one time in the shower, God, I can't live this kind of life. 
Who can live this kind of life? Nobody can live this kind of life. I just threw my hands up. I said, I'm done. That's right. I can't do this. (laughs) But I tell you, when I got a hold of the gospel, just like Jacob, Mm -hmm. my life changed. I found myself doing good things on accident. I wasn't even trying to be holy. And I found out that God changed my heart. That's right. He really (laughs) did. You know? And I also want to say, for those who are struggling with wondering if sin is going to make you lose your salvation or not, I want you to look at this verse in 2 Corinthians 5.19. And I'm going to read from the New King James. It says, that is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us this word of reconciliation. Let's look at this verse real close now. This verse says that not imputing their trespasses to them. And notice this verse said that God was in Christ reconciling the world. This is talking about the world, guys. It's not talking about just believers. He was reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. That's right. Did you know that even unbelievers are not having their uh, sins trespassed or uh, counted against them? That's right. Because, see, Jesus paid for all sin. He didn't pay for just some. He paid for all of it. You might say, well, then how come everybody's not saved then? Well, see, the Bible says you got to put your faith in Jesus Christ who took your sins. You know, and, and, and people don't understand this, but Jesus, God, is not imputing your sins to you. You know, so sin cannot make you lose your salvation. And that's, that's right. the topic we've been talking about, losing your salvation. And people say, well, then where's my sin? What happened to it? Well, let's look on down. Remember, context. It says in verse 21 here that God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. There's your sin right there. Jesus took your sin on the cross, all of it. Not some of it, not all a quarter of it, of it not 99% <laughs> of it. But he took all of your sin on the cross Amen. that you might become righteous. And he also said right there in, in verse 19, uh, or excuse me, in verse 20, we are ambassadors of Christ through Christ, God pleading with us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is what we're to do now. We're to preach reconciliation to people, tell people God is not mad at you. God is not holding your sin against you. That's right. Jesus took your sin on the cross. Sin is not going to affect your life with him. And, you know, even people say, well, that's going to make people live righteous Jacob. that's a lie you know what, what's that going to really cause people to do it's going to make them it's, it's going to cause them to live righteously because they hear the good news they they see themselves as god sees them that's so right. that right believing causes right living that's right and it and and even if you don't live right when you renew your mind to mm-hmm. who you are in christ it will change course that's right was it romans uh, 2 4 it says the goodness of god does what lead people to repentance Ooh, amen <laughs> that's one of my favorites that's one of the ones that set me free from all that. Yeah, when I saw that. But it's funny how you read that stuff and, and you 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 read it over and over again and you don't see it. Uh-huh. And then one day it clicks. And it's like, God, why like did I see this? Clicks. I know. It's like, Lord, if I'd have saw this 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had to go through all that stuff. Well, you know, the Bible says the traditions of men cause the word of God to be of no effect. Mm-hmm. So when you're living in that kind of lifestyle of traditions and laws and regulations, the word of God is not alive in you. That's right. It's just being hidden. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I have so many scriptures here, but just to just to reiterate what Mark was saying, we are ministers of reconciliation. We shouldn't be ministers of of doom and gloom, doom and gloom, <laughs> or trying to take away people's assurance of salvation. God, and that's great. what this is all about. We're we're trying to counter what the enemy is doing right here, mm-hmm. saying that uh, you can lose your salvation. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Yes. Don't believe it. That's right. Do not believe that. Okay. It, 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 it it's it's just going to cause you a lot of hurt and pain throughout life. That's right. And yeah. people might say, well, can I just give up my salvation then? Can I just give it up and not want it no more? What do you think? 
I think if somebody truly hears the gospel of Jesus Christ, I don't see how anybody could think like that. Yeah. I've never once thought to myself, well, I don't want this good news. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I've never, yep. you know, I, I know I've made a, I've made mistakes, done yeah. things that's pretty bad, even though as a Christian I have. That's right. But I've never once said, I don't want this lifestyle, Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I, w- I would question that person's story yeah. more than the word of God, yeah. of course. Uh, I believe what the word says. If you've believed on the name of Jesus, you're saved for eternity. Right. If someone wants to come at me with an immature argument, well, well, I did try it. I did believe on the name of Jesus, and uh, I, I just found that it didn't work for me, so I decided to do something else. Mm-hmm. Well, I question that salvation yes. in the first place. Yes. You never did know Jesus. It's not religion. That's right. You found religion. <laughs> you didn't hear the truth. It's my heart that you know the truth. That's right. That's what I'm going to try to redeem you back to the Father right. and reveal the actual truth. Maybe you didn't see the first go around, right. but let me tell you right now, I'm not going to believe your story over the Word of God. That's right. And the Bible says we are eternally secure in Christ, Praise and I God. ain't going back on that. Praise I am God. not going back on that. I'm going to read that. one more verse on that right there. Yeah. Ephesians 4.20, it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Wow, that is so good. I'm sealed. <laughs> I'm sealed. Yeah. And, and hey, this is, uh, you know, we have so much to talk about. Yes. But um, you need to understand that the place that you're sealed is in your spirit. That's right. And so when you mess up and you make mistakes, that's still your body, that's your flesh, that's your that's your personality, that's your soul realm. The fallen world. That's the fallen world. You you <laughs> have you haven't been redeemed yet. When you get to heaven, you'll have a new body. That's right. And you'll have a new soul. But in your spirit, that's where you got born again. That's right. And when you're born again, you are not going to uh uh you're not going to send away your salvation. That's right. You can't. It it does not affect it because it, that's what he was talking about. It is sealed. Is protected from the outside right. world. And so you just have to renew your mind to who you are right here in, mm-hmm. inside of you. Hey, you have to tell yourself, I am righteous. I am holy, just like Jesus. You have to you have to encourage yourself. That's right. I do this to myself all the time. Yeah. When I'm feeling irk, you know, just, you know, feeling bad or feeling uh, like not myself or maybe a, a, a feeling of con- condemnation will come on me. I say, no, that's not who I am. That's right. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And I start pointing at myself and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Right. And, man, I'm telling you, that does so much for me. It really does. It does. It does. Some yeah. people, that's kind of boasting, yeah. ain't it? I'm boasting on what Jesus says. I, I'm boasting of Jesus, <laughs> not my ability. That's right. I, I, I throw what I count my righteousness as dumb. Amen. That's what yeah, said. yeah. And, and that was a curse word he used. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you right now, of myself, in and of myself, I have no righteousness. That's right. I trust only in the righteousness of Christ. That's right. Amen. And uh, so how much time we got? Four minutes. Um, all right, so I have I have another one. I got to share this one. Um, I feel like I'm gonna go over just a little bit, but um, John chapter ten, um, verse twenty-eight. Actually, we're gonna back that up. John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven through verse thirty, and this is Jesus saying saying this. He says, "My sheep hear my voice." I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. No one. No religious Pharisee, no modern religious Pharisee, no pastor, no deacon, no demon. No one will snatch them out of my hand. That's right. My father 
who has given them to me is greater than all. Mm -hmm. No one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. Praise the Lord. Man, that just gave me chills. Praise God. I just preached to myself right then. Wow. That's clear as day, right? You know, and he reiterated, he reiterated it too. Or reiterated it too. <laughs> he said it twice. Yeah. So don't feel don't feel stupid if you say the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. You know, even Jesus would reiterate stuff so we would get it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Praise and so that's Lord. one of my favorite verses of scripture. It just it just it gives you that assurance in Christ, you know. And um, and we got we need to believe what the word says. That's right. Don't let the enemy create doubt in your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't let another Christian create doubt in your heart. That's right. You have to guard your heart. Nobody's going to guard your heart for you. You have to say, look, I'm taking a stand. I'm going to believe what the word says about me and concerning my salvation. Right. I'm not going to be talked out of it. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to trust what the word of God says about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to live life. That's right. With a joyful attitude. Amen. No fear, no condemnation. That's right. That's right. You're, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's right. Receive that, believe it, and live it. Amen. 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 <laughs> um, do you have another one? Wow. I think I threw out as many as I could think of. It I, got, I got plenty to go off I of. I just wanted do. to give you an opportunity, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I bet you do. Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 37 and 39. Romans is one of my favorite books. But here's Apostle Paul. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him, through Jesus who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor any else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing no angels, no nobody can separate us from the love of God. That's powerful. Amen. That's powerful. You know, that's the Apostle Paul right there talking. And the Bible says, you know, that, that Paul or Paul was talking right there in the book of Galatians that he received the gospel from Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I, I really believe that right there, guys. That's powerful. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. That's right. Uh, your stinking thinking might can affect you in some ways, but you, that's what this is for right here, to correct it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And uh, we're, we're right here at the end, but we just have a couple points I just want to hit before we close this out. Uh, you can't lose your salvation like you can lose your keys. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I actually have a set of keys I cannot find right now. It, it, it's re- I, I have a set of truck keys that I laid somewhere, and I cannot find them. Okay. You can't lose your salvation that way. No. Listen, Jesus has your salvation. That's right. You don't have your salvation. Jesus has your salvation in his hand, mm-hmm. and nobody can take it away from him. That's right. And I promise you this. If Jesus would come down here and die for you, I don't think he would do that if he wasn't 100% sure it was enough to save you. That's right. Amen. And I want you to know that right now. Don't be living in fear. Don't be threatened by the lies and deceit of the enemy. Know who you are in Christ and believe what the word says. Amen. Here's a quote that I read. Uh, it says, if we could lose ourselves, hold on. It says, 
if we could lose our eternal salvation, it wouldn't be eternal. <laughs> I thought that was like, wow, that was a really good quote. Here's another one from someone. It says, if you could lose your salvation, you would. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I mean, if, if, if it was possible that we could lose our salvation, we would. Yeah. Because we would make mistakes. Yes. Every single day we're That's going right. to make mistakes. But it's not possible. That's right. We can't lose our salvation because Jesus has it in his hands. You know, if you really understood what Jesus did at the cross, mm-hmm. you would question these things. That's right. What he did was enough. That's right. <laughs> Amen. So you can't lose your salvation. You are eternally secure. Your salvation is final. And because you have believed on the name of Christ, your salvation is paid for. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so I hope that blessed you guys. Um, I hope you have a great week. Uh, I want to give the opportunity uh, for anyone that may not know Jesus an opportunity to be saved. And so uh, if you would, just say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me from my sin. I give you my whole heart. I believe that you are the Son of God and you are my Savior. I receive my new spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you said that, you're born again, and I'm going to see you in eternity, and you don't let anybody talk you out of it. That's Amen. Right. Amen. All right. Y'all have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Pure and Simple Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you'd like to support our show or ministry, please visit nationsarise.org forward slash give. 